With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gophers hockey coach Bob Motzko, my first chance to talk to you, sir. Congratulations. Hello, Bob. Hello. Hey, Bob. Pat Ricey. How's it going? Good. It's Hi, going. Pat. How are you? It's going good. My first chance to talk to you since you got the job. Congratulations. Well, thank you. We're. Uh... Both feet on the ground. We're running now. <laughs> okay, uh, you have your uh, coaching staff uh, together now. Uh, tell us about it. Well, yeah, we just, uh, I know the announcement went out today that uh, Gary Boyne, uh, three-time captain for me at St. Cloud State, uh, I knew he was going to be a great coach one day. Um, then when he was done playing pro hockey, I hired him five or six years ago. I'm trying to count the years now, but he was just a terrific addition um, um, he, he's just multi, uh, he's so good in so many areas, great recruiter. He's great rapport with the players. Um, um, a, a tactician, he can prepare teams to get ready, great in practice. And he really grew into, uh, I really think a special, special up and coming coach. And I pushed him hard back to go after the head job at St. Cloud State, but he said five years, he goes on the job, he goes, I'm not ready yet. And, you know, we told him to think about it. We had everybody pushing for him. And he said, no, I, 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 I want to, I want to, I'm not ready for that job yet. And so then I kind of said, well, if you're not ready for that job, if you want, you want to make a move. And, and it all played out. Very fortunate to have him. And, and Scott Bell's been a tremendous asset to me right now from a recruiting standpoint and really dialed in uh, from that standpoint. So, uh, real comfortable right now, Pat, and, and excited to get moving. Obviously, Mike Getzel uh, is uh, going. You and he are, I'm sure, uh, get, got along fine, and it's probably just uh, was a circumstance when this was a better situation. Yeah, well, Mike, I do. I go back to the to the 80s. I've known Mike Getzel a long time, and of course, we worked together uh, when I was. We were both assistant coaches with Don in, in the early 2000s, and had a lot of success and. And he's a tremendous coach, tremendous person, and so valuable to the University of Minnesota. And, and I, you know, I'm just guessing, but I anticipate that Mike's going to have a lot of options. And, and I think pro hockey might be something that he heads toward. And, and um, um, he, he'll be in this business a long time, no question. Hey, Bob, is, uh, is uh, Scott Bell officially on your staff then? Yes, right okay. now, absolutely. Okay. And the big thing that Scott and I talked about is, you know, I, we got to get to know each other, and we're going to spend time to make sure that, you know, he likes me. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, hey, it's a two-way street there, but so far everything's been moving in the right direction, and, and we're going we're gonna to 
plow into the summer, and you know we're going to evaluate it too as we go through the summer. But uh, I'm very impressed how he's just he's a he's a tiger in recruiting. He's dialed in. And he's a pit bull in it, and and uh, that's that's a pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good start for me when I know how dialed into recruiting he is. Hey, Bob, the uh, signees, uh, the early signees, uh, are you pretty well locked into that as your recruiting class? Are there some options here in the spring or not? I yeah, mean, with no, the, I know you can't name names, but yeah, I know the kids, I, I the kids you've signed, how many did the Gophers sign uh, already? You know what, Pat? Before I make a name, I got to uh, say a name. I got to make sure they're all signed. Okay. <laughs> which I, I'm pretty, you know what? I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, uh, but it's a real strong crew uh, crew coming in, and I, I was very pleased with that crew. Uh, we do have to make some additions, and, and between now and the next, uh, uh, you know, a couple months, we've got to add to it, uh, um, and that's what we're working on right now to, to, to fill out that roster, and 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 it's going to take us a little bit of time there, but we are making progress there. So I, I think that the crew that they've got set to come in right now, what we're going to add to, it's going to be a real strong crew. Hey, uh, and uh, your early signings at St. Cloud were pretty good. So uh, Mr. Larson has uh, got those kids too, huh? Yeah, uh, things are in good shape up there, I can tell you that. <laughs> and, and the, the big news there was Jimmy Schultz just announced he's coming back for senior year. And he had multiple NHL offers and, and honorable student and, and captain of the team. And, and that was a huge plus for, for Jimmy to say that he's going to come back for senior year. And in a day you don't see that too often, uh, it, it's a special move for that program. That's, and uh, Jim Montgomery uh, uh, leaving, uh, going to Dallas. There was rumors last year he might get the Florida job, but he's leaving Denver. And they've had a pretty good decade here. Well, yeah, you know, he's done a heck of a job. He's a tremendous coach, and he came in there at the right time, too. Uh, sure. George Wazdecki and Steve Miller left left him. The, the cupboards were stocked full and it was, with Gambrell and Butcher a year ago and Troy Terry and the Met goalie they had. Uh, um, and Jim, just, he added to it and did a great job coaching. And, and I think that's been a goal of his to get to the NHL, and he's pushed for it. And, and I think it's great for college hockey. You know, Hackstall won a couple of years ago. Uh, all our eyes are on Dave right now from, from our standpoint because I think it's long overdue the college coaches getting their crack at the, at the NHL. Uh, it's amazing, uh, Bob, the balance in uh, college hockey. I mean, uh, the UMD uh, sneaks in by, I, I'm calling them the miracles of math. They made it by, what, one thousandth of a point and they end up winning the title. It's Every game's three to two. Pick, take your pick. Yeah, well, two one or three of the scores were two to one. Yeah, that's the third team to in in the last uh, Yale, Providence, and now Duluth. It's the third team to win the national title. That was the 16th team <laughs> went into the tournament in yeah. the last handful of years. And, and fans and, and sometimes media think that we coaches are just sandbagging when we say anybody can win this thing. College hockey has never been deeper right now. Uh, in, in, I know sometimes it can be an ugly word when you use parity. Yeah. But, um, and you look at our state. These are good hockey programs right now. And, um, and we all have our hands full to try to stay with it right now. And, and, but it's great for our sport. And, you know, three Big Ten teams in the Frozen Four. I think that has to be mentioned because, oh, so sure. much, you know, the, there's been so much uh, of a negative 
uh, talk on Big Ten hockey. Well, it's here and it's here to stay, and, and it's awful powerful conference right now from a hockey standpoint as well. But between the early kids, you know, the, the the kids like Middlestat and some of those kids uh, stay, you know, signing uh, early, and the uh, and the fact that uh, everybody's getting the junior kids, that's that's uh, you're, you're kind of in that same pot with the junior kids. Is that that is that why we have so much parity? Well. Yeah, that that's been part of it. Um, there's no question. That's been the the biggest thing for the the quote unquote top programs. And you know, I would go back to when Kessel was one and done here, and and Vanek was you know Vanek stayed for two. Johnson left after one. People are now getting ready for that. Now you know it, it's not when that first happened when Don was here. It, it was a blow because you weren't set up recruiting to turn over your roster quickly mm-hmm. and and now we know it's part of the the game and, and you actually set your recruiting classes up and you do it with parents and, and players that hey if this guy signs you, you might have to come in early if he stays one more year you know we've got the luxury of junior hockey where guys can play a, a, another year where we want them to play hey. um and, and i think we're starting to adjust to it Bob Mochko is uh, with us. Uh, a couple of last questions here. So the Gophers got eighth graders committing to them before you got the job. What's when do you think's a good time to get a kid to commit to you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Without we, reflecting we, on anybody, but uh, well, were you? Uh, I mean, that, it's a little early to make decisions. Well, I, I have a I have a seventh grader right now. It's going to be an eighth grader. And, and he doesn't know what he wants on pizza, uh, <laughs> let, let alone what where he's going to go to school. Yes. So it, it, it can happen. Uh, the new rule that just passed in the NCAA, and I know they're going to tinker with it, but it just passed. It went into effect right now where no student athlete can make a visit, official or unofficial, until September 1st of their junior year. Okay. Uh, I think that's a great rule. It's a, it's a step in the right direction. Now we can still have contact. Uh, by phone, uh, they can't come on a visit. They can't come through any athletic facilities. Uh, they can come on if you have a camp. They can come on, there, but can, there can be no recruiting. And they're still working out the final details that we're going to get on on how this rule plays. I think it would be great if we could slow the process down. Um, you know, it's definitely beneficial to the University of Minnesota if you could slow it down. But I think it's beneficial to the student athlete. And and let's hope that that can continue to happen. Uh, you know, I'm not going to throw any rocks right now at, at, at how we're going to do things. Yeah. But I, I I would I hope that that we can learn to. Uh, um, I have to make the best decisions for the University of Minnesota in this hockey program, um, it, it, from a recruiting standpoint. But if we could slow it down, if it could be slowed down, and the NCAA is going to look at it, it'd be great. Hey, Bob, uh, of course, you're a great friend of Louie Danny, and uh, and Louie lost one of his uh, best buddies today and a great hockey man, Bill Torrey. Did you know Bill at all? Well, I did not. Did not know that happened. Okay, oh. uh, Bill passed away today, age 83. Oh. And, of course, he and when Louie started the general manager's compound in West Palm Beach down there, the uh, Torrey was the second guy to move in. So, uh he was uh, that. That's uh, they. There's some great old hockey men, and uh, yeah, Bill Torrey uh, passed away today. Well, that, so. well, that real estate down there, I don't know very well. <laughs> I, uh, might be a lot. Well, Louis, that real estate. Louis upgraded a little from when they first started buying those condos down there. Louis. Uh, well, he's worked his tail off to get there. So good for him. That's true. You know what I did? I. Uh, 
I edited the North Star book for Louie, and I took a really low price figure, and I didn't have to work that hard. And Louie gave me, uh, you know, a fraction of, he was going to give me a fraction, but I did not take into account that Louie would drive to Bawabic to sell 15 books. I made more money on that book than I made on the ones I wrote myself. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think anything Lou does works. Yeah, anything well, you got a chance to get in business with Lou, 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 go for it. Hey, thanks for your time, Bob. Okay, thanks, Pat. All right, the great uh, Bob Motzko. He's a uh, he's loose. He's uh, he's not a tense guy. He's uh, he's a, he enjoys life and. Uh, and uh, watch out for the weak side power play if you're playing the Gophers. They My sneak- eighth grader doesn't know what he wants on pizza. <laughs> that was a great line. Yeah, they sneak the uh, they sneak that guy in from the uh, weak side of that power play, and he gets about one goal a weekend on that baby. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be fun. I think it'll be uh, kind of get things uh, pumping over there again, especially with the Big Ten now having a much better reputation than it had a year ago. So, we'll be back. Sitting shotgun on the ride with Royce. Have a nice ride. On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Ingles, three. Good! They have an answer. Ingles, three. Ingles here is cooking. Ingles. He began with the Clippers, then they traded him to Utah, and he got a great shot away. It's a two. Ingles free to fire. That is a three. And they've got another three from Ingles at the other end. He's been nothing but butter all game for Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles, last night, Utah, is playing without Ricky Rubio. Right. To set up the offense. And uh, they got just blown out by Houston in the opener. Now, I didn't see the early part, but uh, the fellas on TNT were ripping the hell out of uh, Houston for coming out lackadaisical and figuring they were just going to romp and have a good old time. Well, uh, this Utah team is hard-nosed, and they can shoot the three themselves. Joe Ingles is an Australian professional basketball player for the Jazz. He was undrafted. He's six foot eight, plays primarily small forward. He's got some Aussie attitude to him. He's got a very confident guy, you know, kind of lippy and stuff. I watched a lot of the second half, Pat. He uh, looks like he should be an accountant. Oh, yeah. That's what I love about him. And he looks like he should be playing noon ball uh, yeah, with uh, the, Fitzpatrick at, and the at guys. Lifetime, yeah. <laughs> no, Fitzpatrick oh, and the yes. guys over at the Catholic school yeah. over here or something, shooting him up. But uh, his two basketball goes as a boy to a play for the Adelaide 36ers and for Australia in the Olympics. Well, in uh, undrafted, kicked around. He played in uh, Tel Aviv for uh, David Blatt. You know the Cavaliers mm-hmm. guy that uh, that LeBron decided to fire, and uh, but they won the championship, and then the the Clippers brought him over here, had him in uh, preseason, let him go. The Jazz picked him up, and he kind of uh, you know he basically uh, didn't do much. Uh, but then in 2015-16, the Jazz re-signed him again. Nobody else was interested. He then started playing more. And lo and behold, last year he played in all 82 games, averaged 24 minutes, 
and uh, shot 44% for threes. This year, 44% from threes again. Hmm. And last night, seven out of nine from anywhere, right? Wow. Yep. And, uh, of course, Donovan Mitchell. Woo! Mm-hmm. If you were one of the teams that passed on Donovan Mitchell, now the Timberwolves, he, he was the 13th overall draft choice. The Timberwolves uh, drafted 7th, but they was part of the Jimmy Butler, Butler trade, trade where they so, moved down to 16th. But all the clubs who didn't take this kid. Now, without Ricky, Mitchell had the ball a lot more than he normally does. They also got that Exum, who's not a bad backup. But Mitchell was, man, is this kid good. How, how does he, a guy like that, fall? I don't know what they did to convince themselves. He's, you know, he's not. He real played at Louisville. Yeah, he's not real big. I don't know how they convinced themselves that he was not the man. But uh, uh, he last night he didn't shoot well last night, but he had uh, eleven assists uh, in his really his first game as a as a point guard. You know uh, uh, that he had the ball that much. And keep in mind, Pat, in the in the closing couple of minutes, you know they were they had a lead, but Houston was trying to get back in and take the lead. He missed a shot, followed it, and dunked it over Capella. And that was a hand. man. And by the way, God love Carl Anthony Towns, and I know all the stats just say, oh, he's uh, one of the best players in the league, and all the stats. Uh, Rudy Gobert made Capella. <laughs> you know, Unlike Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert ate Capella's lunch. Yes. He was a non-factor, and Rudy Gobert is, uh, uh, you know, just uh, uh, tre- tremendous, and they're pretty damn good. Utah's a good club. Well, they got regular. Plus, you know what? When they were coming back, unlike the Timberwolves, they guarded them. Mm-hmm. They didn't just give them open threes and let Harden do whatever he wanted to. They got guys who can guard you. You know, the other thing, too, and I know it was just one game, but I don't think Houston has it to win it all. I really don't. They well, they showed a lot of weakness. Too, they're a little too casual about playing defense. You know, mm-hmm. they play they switch everything and and uh, you know I I still like them to beat Utah probably. But sure, now, but, I, but now they made it hard work. Now they give away home field advantage. right now it's a series home yeah, court advantage. Absolutely. Now you got to go. So uh, you know, but it it was just like Houston in Game Two against the Timberwolves. They couldn't make shots, but. Unfortunately, neither could the Timberwolves. So, but Utah made shots. But uh, yeah, it was fun to watch. And this guy, this gangly lefty. There's some guys. That's what I say. Your summer team, all for the Timberwolves, one center, mm-hmm. four guys shooting, and then off the bench, four more guys shooting, and one more center. You got two units, two centers, four wing guys throwing it up. Find three guys that can shoot and put them on your roster. The fixer strikes again. The fixer, yes. The fixer. But the fixer today, uh, he wrote a column. I think it's already on the Star Tribune. The fixer has to admit he has no fix for Miguel. So uh, <laughs> the, fix, the fixer would like to fit the fix that problem, but... The fixer gave up. Uh, <laughs> gastric bypass, and I don't think it's going to happen. That's the only uh, thing I could think of. Oh, and that's, that's probably too bad. the sad reality of it all. All right, uh, we uh, shall return. The 
I'm not the kind of guy that wants to get in a feud with Cheryl Reeve. You don't want to cross Cheryl Reeve because she comes firing at you. Man. Well, yeah. What'd you do now? What did I get her last? Uh, oh no, no, no! Oh, I get to do this. I get to do this. Last year, her and I got in a feud yes. over what? I com- got you, her about complaints. You know, she was talking about how uh, there was the lack of coverage, Co- coverage, you know, coverage, for women's sports, right. and you said. I'd go if I could find your arena. Yes, they right. were playing at the yes. X. The Target whatnot. Center was still being well, renovated. Well, no, but and, it yeah. started when I ripped her for whining about the officials right. after the great final against the the best final the WNBA has ever had. All she could do was whine, in my opinion. And uh, and then, but something else came up, and then then I got I got Cheryl Nation on me on me. I can't remember. I would come I, watch I if I could th- find out where you well, played. I think that came later. Oh no, she was complaining about the coverage, and at first I basically said, uh, you know, you get more coverage than any damn team in you know any WNBA team in the country or something. I, I can't remember what that was. But anyway, now they have raised the issue of, without complaining too much about it, Trump not inviting the links to the White House. The other three times they won it with Obama was in Obama, they got invited. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, I read this as, we're upset Trump did invite us so we could not show up. You know, oh, right. yeah. we could go out okay. there and meet Amy Klobuchar and whoever the hell the other, what's the other gals? Tina Smith, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, boy, she's making an impact, by the way. But, uh... Your gal. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, I, there's no way they would have showed up, right? You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I will Maybe say I, I will say they would have because here's why and a few players might have elected not to go I have no idea yeah. but I think uh, they because don't have that many players if four of them elect not to go it, they could put them in a cab but it is <laughs> it is kind of I I still I think they would have shown up just okay. to, to to show respect for the office I think they would have shown up okay well okay I I don't think they would have. Mm. By the way, did you see Maya won the championship oh, in whatever European country oh, she, she was playing in? And now she's going to get another week off before she comes back. She's won three in China, two wherever the heck she is now, Turkey or some <laughs> damn place. And, uh, of course, she's won. Uh, it is, I continue to say, it's wonderful, all the roster construction that has been done here. And Coach Reeve doing a fine job. And I, I will say she was very aggressive as a general manager getting people in here to, you know, help the uh, older players that she has. Yeah. But why did they go from a franchise that won one playoff game in 12 years to four-time champions? They drafted Maya Moore yes. in 2011. That changed everything. And she has been. They draft now. They had Simone earlier, and she wasn't able to do what this kid does. Well, this guy, this this play, she's when. But bringing Lindsay in helps a lot too. But she, Lindsay, was there in the 2010 when they uh, did nothing. Okay. Uh, I mean, Lindsay's a nice compliment. There's a lot of nice complimentary players. And Sylvia Fowles is more than a complimentary player. She yes. might be the second best player in the league. Uh, she's great. But Maya Moore is the greatest winner in the history of women's basketball. Yes. And 
It, they, it, it changed when you got her. And the fact that she decided she likes the low-key lifestyle and she likes mm-hmm. being out of the spotlight, and the light, the fact she decided to not want to tell these this team, well, I want to go to New York or L.A. or something to be a model or something. She's... She's willing to do that in the in the uh, in their free moments, but she was willing to stay here and live this quiet life where nobody knows what she's you know who she's hanging out with or what she's doing, and that's why they're four time champions. They got Maya Moore. That's she, why. And and the most one of the most baffling stats, baffling in a good way, is that she has not gone consecutive years without winning a championship. Since before, I high think school. that will change this year. This could be uh, their best team because they got backups now. They're they uh, they could be, but what they should do is go play at Williams Arena if they get in the finals again, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that the Lynx are practicing. Maya's not here yet. Should be another week. So, so. what we've learned then is Cheryl wants the coverage, and Maya, Maya would rather not have it. Is that, Maya'll do, you know, she's done, we've had her on That's true, we've times. had her on. She'll, she'll do the, the the basketball stuff, and she's done some long-form features that appeared mm-hmm. in big-time magazines and stuff, but she, you know, she's not going to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to go hang out, and, you know, right. we, you know she's, she's got her own life, and extremely religious, extremely religious, yep. if you follow her on Twitter. So, anyway, go get them links, what the heck. Won't be uh, won't be uh, hard to be the most popular team this summer. No, no <laughs> kidding. That's right. Taking a ride with Royce. Hey, let's be careful out here. On fifteen hundred ESPN, the ride with Royce now continues. Personal file, sixty-nine. Offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for late hits. The New York Islanders have won the Stanley Cup for the second consecutive year, defeating the Minnesota North Stars tonight, 5-1. to one. How old were you fellas in uh, 1981? You weren't born I was. I did not exist yet. You were, uh, I was three. You were a gleam in the old man's eye. What about... Uh, I was three. You were three. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to give you the blow-by-blow of the Islanders... And the North Stars in the first North Star appearance in the finals, but I was over here at St. Mary's Rehab Center, so... uh, No, you were on special assignment. Special assignment, and we used to go down and watch it. We used to go down and watch it, and the the wings, they had a little black and white TV. It wasn't black and white, but a lousy TV. Okay. But there was so damn much cigarette smoke I had. I'm the only guy in history to successfully make it through St. Mary's Drinking neither coffee nor smoking cigarettes. You're kidding now, me. There might have been two or three non-smokers, but there was no non-coffee drinkers. I was the you only. You don't drink coffee, yeah? I do not drink coffee. It does you no good. It's uh, when you can drink a cold liquid. Why would you drink a hot liquid? I can't figure that out. And uh, you know, I didn't smoke either. But it, that room was like, oh, what I did. Cloudy. Anyway, they got beaten five. Bill Torrey uh, was the general manager of the New York Islanders that put together that dynasty that won four straight cups. And Louie Nanny, of course, uh, after somehow convincing 
the National Hockey League to let him put two teams together. And <laughs> uh, that uh, was the North Stars general manager. And, of course, the twist on that, as I said earlier, best of friends. Two guys yeah. competing against each other. And Louie, once he got the GM deal, started uh, – he, he had a condo down in West Palm. He got all these – like eight of the general managers ended up all living in the same – condo down there. Tory was the second guy to show Louis up Louie worked there. the group rate, yeah, did he? Yeah, he got, they, they bought the condo. I think Tory lived like in the next building from him if he ever wanted to make an off-season trade with, with Tory. It's, hey, then Lou. They, then they'd all try to get a hold of poor Buzz Bastine, who was the coach, who was the uh, the general manager at Pittsburgh with an alleged drinking problem, and okay. they'd all try to take advantage of him. And uh, Louis ended up getting like the number one draft choice from him for nobody one time. So, you know, it was it was a club, you know, the old uh, club. But Bill Torrey, eighty three years old, has passed away, and I'm sure it's a very sad day for Louis because they were really tight. I would not qualify this as even a uh, hot take much less a piping or scalding hot take. Okay. But there's a headline on ESPN.com. Philadelphia 76ers legend Julius Irving thinks Boston Celtics rookie Jason Tatum looks more like a top pick in the draft than the Sixers' Markel Fultz. He's suggesting that perhaps they should have taken Tatum instead of Mark Elfold. And those that's not those exactly picks, a hot take. Right. And those picks were traded for each other, which I'm sure is yes. why he's Oh, that's he right. I forgot about yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, but, uh, anyway. Uh, well, is, is it a hot take because Fultz plays for Dr. J's old team? Yes. Mean, well, yeah, but it's not a hot take because he can't get on the floor. He's, a, he he's had shoot. injuries and his he shot is broken. Shoot. and he can't yeah. shoot. So what you're saying is if... I think, but the, the real hot take is they whoever was picking should have taken Donovan Mitchell, but they did. So what you're saying is if Dr. J ever came on and was part of the steam you zone, this. you'd give him this. I'm going out to cut grass. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Dr. J, that is not a hot take. Hey, has anybody watched the Kobe thing that they have? No, but it kind of looks interesting, it doesn't it? So what they, they he watches a playoff game and then tells you what happened later on. Yeah, is that, is he kind of gives it a. But so, it's yeah. it's okay. all strictly it online, correct? Mm-hmm. It's I all streamed. So, yeah. yeah, okay. Ah, uh, hey, the uh, Las Vegas Sharks. Uh, I mean, the Golden Knights uh, were in San Jose last night, and finally they got their comeuppance. The Sharks uh, beat them four zero. Uh, and it's now tied 2-2. Two to two. But somehow the Sharks are going to have to figure out how to win a game in Vegas in order to keep these expansion fellas from advancing <laughs> to the Western Conference Is Finals. Is anybody outside of San Jose not rooting for the Golden Knights to keep going? Because this yeah, is this is fun, not. isn't it fun? Probably not. But anyway, maybe uh, some wild fans because they're mad that yeah, Paolo and Tuck are not here. Yes. Well, you can't you can't blame the Sharks for taking advantage of us. Jason Witten is going to join Monday Night Football because they're willing to pay him more money. Even the though Cowboys ESPN are. is <laughs> even though ESPN is laying off people left and right, they wanted Jason Witten to somehow rescue their uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, who's their new play-by-play guy, by the way? Uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah, because it's not... Um, no, McDonough's no, going to be college football now. Yeah. yeah, they they hired uh, some 
I don't even know who the guy is. I, I watched the Monday Night Football about 10 minutes. But anyway, uh, how do they know? They must have tested this guy, huh? And he said he was going to be the next Tony Romo. But the best was today on Pro Football Talk's Twitter account. It's Because they always like to take shots uh, at ESPN. And he yeah. said, ESPN denying ESPN report that Jason Witten is going to join ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> By the way, I saw the early ratings for our guy Greeny and uh, are not real good. Yeah. Not as good as Sports Center. Was. In fact, uh, but it might catch up. The, the, there was a I web... like the cast. Yeah, I do too. It's it's not bad. The mm. uh, there was a, a a report that I think was picked up by somebody. I can't remember, but suggesting that there's a rumor that they might put Mike and Mike back together, which would be awfully interesting. Boy, that would be uh, that would be quick. Yeah, that would be quick. Uh, Jamal Crawford uh, apparently is going to opt out, mm-hmm. and uh, we're supposed to take this as a bad sign for the Timberwolves because Jimmy Butler and he are pals. Listen, there's a lot better way to spend $4.5 million for next season than Jamal Crawford after the lousy year he had. Yeah, he struggled on on the defensive end. He struggled quite he a bit. He didn't make shots either. Yeah, yeah, he had kind of a down year. But from everything that I've heard, that he is super, super awesome guy. Like, oh, and, he is a great. Talk, guy. He's a great guy. There's he, no doubt and about he it. like eats up basketball. Was like, this, he just loves basketball. Was this Tibbs he and Layden going to him saying maybe you should? No, opt he was. Uh, no, he he, he got, wanted more minutes. Yeah, he, he was oh, frustrated okay. early because okay. he wasn't playing as many. Although minutes. Tibbs liked the three guard thing when he then he ended up playing him a lot, but uh, I don't know. No he's he's unhappy. About well, we got to save up money to get Derrick Rose back in the lineup. Oh, he, I just did the oh, agitate man. He coming yeah. back. Oh yeah, yeah. He coming back. Yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> we'll all be back. What do you got, Manny? Uh, my daily complaint is with Charles Barkley. Oh no! Because he apologized. apologized yes. He apologized for saying that he wanted to punch Draymond but Green, he, and everybody knew Charles didn't really mean it. I Come on, people. I did, yeah, I, and then he basically said, I, 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 "I'd say it again, uh, but but I'm apologizing." But it's like, and and it's Draymond Green. Draymond Green got himself suspended because he was. Kicking people in the manhood area <laughs> yeah. in the NBA Finals. Do you so, think come that on. Uh, you think that uh, TNT told them to do it? Because they, they wouldn't. You know, I mean, they wouldn't want to do anything to get well, Charles mad. But the thing of it is, is how many different controversial, crazy things has he said? He's been with them for yeah. eighteen years. Yeah. yeah. Like, and this isn't nearly. Not even close to the worst thing he's said. Man, we don't care about your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but <laughs> That's anyway. Too bad. Uh, my daily complaint, I don't know if you guys follow Bill James online on social media, Twitter and whatnot. Um, he put up a poll of the superstars in Major League Baseball okay. and um, says, I don't agree with the people that think Bryce Harper is a superstar. I just don't see it. Okay. Bill. Has he got 10 now? Bill, Bill, come on. I think what? he's got 10 now. Right? Isn't that a case of he's trying way too hard to splash? He'll be relevant, you know. That's what it he's is. He's about isn't my it? age, isn't he? He's probably eighty. But I, I, I like some of his work, though. That's why it kind of bugged me. That's anyway. like saying LeBron James is not a. Superstar. So he went Skip Bayless on it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, just, gotcha. that's just absurd. What's your daily complaint? I don't have a daily complaint. I have a daily uh, news item. Oh, okay. So I, today I saw that the Tigers uh, won again the other day, mm-hmm. uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think. All right, Guardy. So I texted Guardy and said, "How about those feisty Tigers? Mm-hmm. Keep it going, Ricey." Yeah. You got a response. Hour later, good group of guys, adventure every day, great people to work for.
Don't ever text me again. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's awesome. Good for Guardy. Hell, he appreciated that I drove through the jungle to see him on his first day of workouts. (laughs) Took a day of radio vacation to go see Guardy. You know what? uh, Because I saw. Then I got a chance to say. uh, I think he said. Somebody, the ball was coming out of somebody's hand, and there was eight guys in there. I said, that won't be the last time you hear that. <laughs> He's a hard guy to dislike, man. Yes, yes he is. Yep. And he looks great, too. Yes, he does. You're There's right. no real pressure on him. All right, gents, uh, you, you have a good time in Prior Lake. Uh, you know, there's a sign up there that says I'm from there. So, uh, take a video, will you? <laughs> Did you know Nissan EVs have traveled 8 billion miles? Just a quick trip to Pluto and back. And what did we learn along the way? Well, that an EV can take on the world, like the Nissan LEAF. It can move racing forward and take your breath away, like the all-new Nissan Aria. We learned to make EVs that electrify. 8 billion miles driven by LEAF owners globally since 2010. Aria not yet available for purchase. Expected availability late fall. Subject to change.